Johnny Cage, Kenobu, Kang, Raiden, Scorpion, Sonya, Blade, Sub-Zero, Goro, Shang, Zora, Tabaraka, J-Jack, Kintaro, Kitana, Kung Lao, Merlini, Nanook, Sebat, Stout, Shao Kahn, Fuck, Chameleon, Cyrax, Earth, Makabo, Motaro, Nightwolf, Insector, Sheep, The Sindel, Striker, Fu, Jin, Quanshi, Shinnok, Sabrina, Jerick, Kaimi, Reiko, Tanya, Tremor, Blade, Goracho, Dramin, Fosu's now, Dan, Kenshi, Mavado, Mocap, Moloch, Katara, Ashra, Dairo, Darius, Havoc, Hotaru, Kira, Cobra, Onaga, Shijinko, Gigante, Vondavora, Cassie, Cage, Aaron, Black, Ferrator, Jackie, Briggs, Kotokan, Kongjin, Takeda, Tri, Dwarf, Cetrion, Scarlet, Gareth, Collector, Chronica, Welcome to Mortal Podcast. I'm your host, Ben Meckler, and this is the show where I overwrite my friend's precious childhood memories with everything there is to know from the single perspective of a single Mortal Kombat character. Wow. Huh. Today, huh. very special guest, <laughs> writer, creator, YouTuber, Maggie Mayfish. Hello. Maggie, how are you? Has anyone put emphasis on your name in that way before? It felt weird coming out of my mouth. The The... The three names cascaded out, I would say, rather than like a deliberate. Right. You know, I I have heard yeah. everything and uh, under the sun. I mm-hmm. growing up, I went to a very small high school, uh, and I was the person who ended up having the most nicknames. Um, sure. So, uh, yeah. Let's I, see how that could happen. Yeah. 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 I started be you know never being called my own name. Um, and then when I got into college, uh, I didn't know that it was weird to have like a, a noun for your last name. So mm. that was like a whole four years of my life was people pointing sure. out my last name to me. Um, so now, you know, now I just enjoy everyone's own, you know, creative way to say my name. And I kind of just uh, respect, you know, their vision for it. So. Okay. How do you have you have you ever been able to figure out like where fish came from like in your family line like how yeah about, oh, so half of my family is irish but they're not the fish half the fish mm. half is from armor uh, men armored men yes <laughs> oh we come from the sea Mo- no. yeah got it <laughs> got it uh, tracked it back to the lost city of atlantis on ancestry.com naturally and the mm. white race you know obviously it all it all fits <laughs> together i'll tell you all about it ben after we get off the podcast sure, <laughs> sure. Uh, <laughs> uh i think it's just from fisher fishermen mm. from the english side uh okay. it, it's pretty boring yeah uh they were probably just fishermen quite honestly so you know I like just imagining like the day that that decision was made. It was like, yeah. "Hey, where's Jeff? Which Jeff? Jeff Fish? You know the Jeff that brings us fish." Oh yeah. Jeff's uh, always fishing. <laughs> uh, fish. Yeah. Uh, the guy from Atlantis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> when do you think they? St- I wonder when people had to start doing last names. I really don't know. I it didn't. It used to be like you know, for if you go on like the English route, it was like. People who worked on the land took the person who owned the land's last name. And maybe mm. I'm making that up, but it was more like an ownership of like. I'm willing to believe it. Sure. Great. I, I, I like yeah. I, I, I like that that dynamic. I'll just say things and you can just yeah, believe it. I'm, just, I'm not going to put the work into figuring out. I'm not interested enough necessarily to then like go and read up on it. 
you made uh, a compelling yeah. argument no, no, no. that it has that it's like you're just you're named after the <laughs> person that me. you work for. Yeah. I like right. that idea. I like the idea of there being like a bunch of Greg Nissans out there and like <laughs> you know, Ben Dreamworks, Jimmy mm-hmm. Netflix. I like it. Jimmy Netflix, yeah. It's yeah. who you're owned by, really. But sure. you know. Maggie I mean, May YouTube was actually my surname before, you know, I changed it <laughs> back to mine. Sure. You went back maiden. Mm-hmm. 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 Okay. Well, great. Now we know. Now you the know. etymology, is that the right word, of, of fish? It is the right word. So figure it out. Etymology cool. is absolutely the word I think for that. In my brain, I was like, don't say ichthyology, because that would be the study <laughs> of fish. Study of that is. Yeah. You know. <laughs> anyway, now that we've got that figured out, Maggie, mm-hmm. so excited to have you on the show. Been a long time coming. Mm-hmm. Um, Thank you, think- Jade, so much for your yes. uh, for your efforts. I would say you're a positive bully. You know, people who are online mm-hmm. and bully for like a positive cause. I feel like Jade has been a positive bully for getting me on the podcast. Yes, yes. One of my listeners, Jade, has been campaigning from very early on to get Maggie on the show, <laughs> and I think the first time. Uh, she was like, hey, could you get Maggie Mae Fish on? I was like, oh, yeah, totally. We're like friends. We're like Twitter friends. Like, no problem. And yeah. then I was like, I don't actually know Maggie. We've DM'd like once, and we like each other's <laughs> tweets a lot. Um, <laughs> so, uh, you know, it took yeah. it took some time. <laughs> it took some yeah. time. And, and now here we are, best friends, uh, mm-hmm. you know, with, with, uh, with each other's names carved into our sides. Yes, and it it's only true. took Jade's. <laughs> yeah. Jade's right, right before we started recording, we both took out our butterfly knives, lifted up mm-hmm. our shirts, and carved each other's last names in our sides. Now, I yeah. think in the future, if we ever have falling out, I'm in a better position here where I can claim fish means anything. Fuck that. You're going to have a hard time explaining brutal. away why you have Meckler carved into your side. Uh, um, that's true. I will just say that I worked for the Meckler Corporation, um, and so there for a go. while it was my last name. I believe there is a petrol company owned by like a distant, you know, uncle, fourth cousin oh. situation of mine in Melbourne, oh, wow. Australia. So it, it, the argument might sustain. It might work <laughs> out. <laughs> that is, wow. Oh. Yeah. Huh. Well, the first question I have for you, Maggie, before we mm-hmm. get started, I'm first of all, I want to say I'm really hyped about the character we're talking about today because she is... Uh, one of the bigger mysteries, I think, in all of Mortal Kombat, where it just like is a a wild departure, even from the kinds of characters we usually talk about. Huh. Um, and her story feels like it is a story from a totally different <laughs> mythology, um, until weird. it intersects in a very fun way with with prime Mortal Kombat canon. So hyped mm. about that. But before we dive in, do you have any familiarity with Mortal Kombat at all? Are you are you a gamer? Are you a Mortal Kombat head? Oh man, am I a gamer? Uh, I would say I'm the type of I love uh, what do you call it? Like like Second Life games, anything sure. that's like MMOs, MMOs, absolutely. Harvest Moon, Animal Crossing, Stardew Valley. Okay, not MMOs. Not MMOs, absolutely <laughs> not MMOs. So just like chill, like chill games. Yes, abs- I I or love. Or you just like live your life. Where you live your life. Um, I love. In- I, I download a lot of indie games. Um, so mm-hmm. uh, trying to. There was a game that came out recently, um, Firewatcher, where you just. Oh, Firewatch. Yes, yeah. yes, Firewatch. Great, great game. I was. That's like the epitome of the type of game I like. Storytelling, you know, beautiful graphics. 
Uh, I like, you know, escapism. Um, so fighting games are not the type of game that I usually Okay, but you enjoy. understand, though, that Mortal Kombat has storytelling, beautiful graphics. It's all in there. It's true. It's, it's so, the graphics are so beautiful now. Okay. FYI, uh-huh. they're stunning. All then you right. go back to the old games, and is there anything more beautiful than the human form? We're talking motion capture, mm-hmm. actual human beings in the game. Wow. Um, I will say the character we're talking about today is from like the by far the ugliest period <laughs> in Mortal Kombat. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, Fantastic. Uh huh. Well, the storytelling is, I, I will say, it's its spectacular. Oh, Are wow. you a fantasy fan at all? I, I have, I've seen, I have seen all the movies. Um, my brother growing up is the real, like, gamer of the family. Uh, mm. So everything that I know, I learned from my brother, as many a younger sister uh, can attest to. Um, so, yeah, I'm fa- very familiar. Love the movies. Mortal Kombat. Uh, Although this new movie is the first time I've heard that there's one coming out in 2021, so that really oh, threw yeah? me for a loop. <laughs> pretty, uh, pretty exciting stuff. They got pretty one of the guys exciting. from the raid. Wow! Uh, I'm not sure who else is in it, but that's pretty cool. <laughs> that is pretty cool. Well, I do love the raid. Are you an action fan? Just like in in movies and in. in- Obviously not in games. Yeah. I, I like watch. That's the other thing. I do. I love Let's Plays and I love watching other people, people play games. So Got I it. will watch someone else do a combat game. I just feel like I, whenever I play a video game, like I, I want to relax. I feel so mm-hmm. stressed out when, you know, when I need to fight, especially with like a Mortal Kombat type situation. You know, it's very sure. high stakes um, and it just stresses me out. I'd argue it's relaxing in a different way and that like there's a touch of ASMR in just how good a job they do with the sound uh, design of like a person's job being ripped out of their yeah, skull. Yeah, I could see that. Absolutely. Um, mm-hmm. And then there's also like, you know how like it's fun to relax watching like satisfying videos of like people doing something satisfying. Like, oh, here's the assembly line where they make taffy or mm-hmm. like here's someone who's really good at chopping carrots. Um, I think Mortal Kombat has an element of that where it's like the rip, t- pulling a spine out of someone's body is That's like true. satisfying. It's just like seeing the like slide of it. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Or like the kind of satisfaction when like a character kicks another character in the crotch and that makes the concussive force launches their head off their shoulders. You know what? Um, You're really pointing out the the art under the artifice here with Mortal Kombat. Um, Thank you. It's my job. I feel like I I am learning a lot. uh, And, you know, I'm I'm a little embarrassed how many preconceived notions I had about the Mortal Kombat universe. So. Well, this is your opportunity to write the ship, I would say. Great. Um, but With the before, ugliest character. <laughs> well, I would say she's 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 pretty hot. The All right, back are, on board. The graphics are, uh, however, <laughs> atrocious. This is the um, this 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 is a character who was born during what is referred to commonly as the 3D era, oh. um, mm-hmm. which was the three games released for like the PS2, original Xbox, GameCube mm. gaming generation. Okay. Yeah, where I would say video game companies had too much power to uh, <laughs> to just do whatever they wanted with with technology that was not ready to mm. to be making the the kinds of creatures they were trying to make. There was a sort of gloopiness to the yeah. design aesthetic of of these games, and also they were pretty extreme with a capital X. <laughs> um, I, I am having flashbacks to uh, Star Fox Adventures. 
where yeah. they attempted to make many a dinosaur character that just yes would yeah. arrive. pixel blobs yeah oh. mm-hmm. yeah the i guess it was the 128 bit era yeah it was a, it's a weird time where it was like not quite <laughs> in the um Man, what's the cool kid way to dis- to describe it? It's not chill wave. It's uh uh uh. I'm you not know, cool. You listen to like shoegaze synthy music and like oh, pastels wave. and like neon. There we go. It's not quite like vaporwave ready. It's not like like mm. that's like N64 and earlier. I feel like, but it's also not quite like oh, this actually looks like artful and good. It's like this in between era that's like you're looking at a mistake that came to life <laughs> yeah um everything looked homemade somehow from the toppest yeah. companies <laughs> that said it's the era i feel the most nostalgia for so i say this all with love mm-hmm. it was a mistake um <laughs> so before we knowing knowing that your knowledge of mortal Kombat mythology is limited to the movies mm-hmm. um we'll have plenty to talk about today but before we do dig into the sort of base understanding you need to, to follow our character's story today. Uh, there's a prompt that I ask every guest in every episode of the show. Mm. The prompt is usually inspired by a theme that binds the characters of the season together. This is season five. Great. It's based on the characters that were introduced in the video game Mortal Kombat colon Deadly Alliance. So Great. I ask you, Maggie, mm-hmm. have you ever been a part of a Deadly Alliance? Uh, I would say so. I would say so for sure. Um, thinking specifically, uh, my friends in college and I, uh, during the summers we were living on campus, um, we would often steal things, uh, from, from the college because we were poor college students and Mm. they had plenty of air conditioners that they weren't using. Um, air conditioners. Yeah. That's bigger than I was imagining. Oh, really? I was thinking like silverware (laughs) from the commissary. Oh, you're talking like a like what like a window AC unit? Yeah, I mean, well, you, well, you were asking for. I felt like you were asking for, you know, like a, a gang, you know, like high crimes wow. and misdemeanors. So yeah, and I I was I was <laughs> fishing for it. So this is a good answer. Yeah, yeah, we did. We um, I had a friend who worked uh for the administration and basically gave us um a video game style uh map of where to find the extra air conditioners that they had just uninstalled uh at the wow. north campus so yeah uh, wow it's just like the marauders map from my favorite transphobic fantasy <laughs> scene, yeah. Harry Potter. Uh, exactly it, w- it was exactly that <laughs> um uh yeah so i would say that that's probably the uh probably the baddest crew i've ever i've ever been a part of and i have uh, five follow-up questions on the <laughs> air conditioners <laughs> how many air conditioners did you steal like what does one do with three we stole three three, three air conditioners we, we and where did three. they go like where you said you were living on campus were you just like were your windows just stacked window units were these independent <laughs> Well, we 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 did we lived directly off campus. I should clarify. Oh, okay. Um, but okay. yeah, so one was in my bedroom, one was in the other bedroom, uh, and then we gifted an air conditioner to my neighbor because it was like, I think it was like phenomenal. A, it, it was it was a pretty a pretty decent heat wave in Chicago. So I know. was gonna ask. This is in Chicago, the birthplace yeah. of Mortal Kombat. All right. Oh well, there you wow. go. Mm-hmm. Uh. Yeah, so, but you know, I, I felt like I felt like we were doing the right thing, you know. Um, yeah, I think so. 
Thank you. Is this a <laughs> private college? Yeah, yeah. Exi- yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. They fucking so. deserved it. <laughs> Absolutely. Also, at the time, I was working a job where, uh, I, you know, I worked at the call center. So I was simultaneously making money for the university while I was giving myself, you know, a slight bonus. What I'm getting from this is that it was an inside job. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Could you walk me through the process of stealing one of these air conditioners? Yes. Um, so the first thing that we had to do actually was, unfortunately, we did have to steal uh, a shopping cart from the local Whole okay. Foods. So Again, they deserve it. It's fine. They deserve it. And they also They're supplied fine. me for many, uh, many a lunch, um, you know, mm-hmm. in their, like, free sample bins. Um, Naturally. Naturally. So, yeah, we, we took uh, we took the shopping cart. We took it down to uh, the side warehouse behind one of the science uh science buildings which was left unlocked by my friend who lived on campus oh wow uh, this really wasn't incredible okay okay yeah yeah Yeah. i I, this is this is one of the top like proudest things that i've done in my life i this is an incredible story wow okay (laughs) But yeah, so you know, we they are heavy, so we did we put two in the sh- in the shopping cart, and then they actually had one with uh we, they had a portable one with wheels, and that was the third. Mm-hmm. We were like, you know what, we're here, and it has its own wheels. It's calling for us to take, so then we uh, scooted that one along as well. Wow. Now, back, did yeah. you? So this went directly out of the building and into your car, or did you have to like m- move? Uh, oh these? no. We carted it back to our off-campus apartment, uh, about wow. four miles in total. What was the game plan if somebody <laughs> tried to stop you or ask too many questions? Let go of the cart and run, or or were you like, we'll ben, rip on it, we'll figure it out? Ben, you know, when you when you when you go about this type of Ocean's Eleven plan, there mm-hmm. there is no yeah. plan B. You you don't have a plan for when it goes wrong. So that way you're focused on it going right. <laughs> um, wow. And that's my advice for anyone okay. who wants to do something similar. That's really good advice. And I highly encourage anyone listening to steal an air conditioner from their private college. Oh, please. Or a shopping cart from a Whole Foods. <laughs> Honestly, anything that you can conceivably get your hands on and get away with, I'll say go for it. Yeah, pro, this is the Pro Stealing Mortal Kombat podcast. There are other <laughs> Mortal Kombat podcasts out there that will tell you not to steal. Not me. Nope. Absolutely Get out there, not. take some stuff. Yeah. Erase those podcasts from your phone right this instant. I won't stand by it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Delete. Um, wow, that's wild. I hope you're protected by the statute of limitations and that no one from the college is listening. Um, but yeah. I will bail you out <laughs> if need be. That is the mortal podcast guarantee. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> wow. Well, great answer. Are you still you in touch go. with any of your Deadly Alliance uh cohorts oh absolutely uh two of them will be uh in my wedding as uh in my wedding party so they, you know the, the family that steals you together your eyes stays together <laughs> go, yeah, yeah i've seen the fast with... and the furious movies i know how it works <laughs> yeah 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 absolutely <laughs> yeah it's uh it's about familia i understand <laughs> I crack open some coronas with your buds at the wedding yeah oh absolutely okay. that, that movie is based off of that particular heist um really wow i yeah genuinely this is the first time i've heard that wow the first oh, the fast was... and the furious movie 
Yes, yes. I mean, obviously they added, you know, some things because it's Hollywood. They got to, sure. you know, add some cars and explosions. But no, it some was grim based grims. off of the, yeah, <laughs> the, the story wow. of us, um, you know, getting getting cold air for our hot Chicago summer. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, I don't know if that's going to be topped, uh, this season, <laughs> but I look forward to hearing people try. God damn. Right. Go for Great it. answer, Maggie. I feel like the only one up is someone saying like, yes, I was a part of a deadly alliance. Um, I need you to stop recording and we can talk about it, but we'll see. Oh. Um, okay. I'm, I am hoping someone will tell me they committed uh, a murder. So well, we can talk after, <laughs> you know, after we're done with the episode and great. Look forward to hearing it. Great. So the character that we're talking about today, Maggie, mm-hmm. is Natara. Natara, unlike literally every other Mortal Kombat character, mm-hmm. is a vampire. <laughs> Whoa! I'm surprised by that. The surprise that there aren't more, or surprised yeah. there is a vampire. <laughs> I'm surprised there aren't more. I mean, I'm, I'm happy for well, it, and I there there were. As we'll find out today. All right. All right. Wow. I'm strapped in. I'm ready. <laughs> all right. So in order to understand why there are vampires in the world of Mortal Kombat, let me give you just a brief catch up of what Mortal Kombat lore is and how Nitara exists. Great. So dawn of time. There is the one being. One mm-hmm. being is a celestial, is a godlike being, right? Simultaneously, there are the elder gods a pantheon of gods created by the one being and they're all just vibing in Mm -hmm. empty nothingness the elder gods are like how come we don't get to make stuff fuck the one being this sucks Mm -hmm. they make some magical daggers they hack the one being into a billion pieces nice yeah and uh (laughs) the one being becomes the many realms so Every dimension in the Mortal Kombat universe is but mm-hmm. a flake of the the hacked up one being. Oh, like skin cells into the abyss. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So like the, the the Earth realm, meaning all of the universe as we know it, all right. our entire reality is like a skin tag off of the one being. Oh, um, great! That's how it feels. <laughs> Yeah. How does it feel being here? I feel like I'm a skin tag on a. On I definitely a, a feel like I'm living being. on a skin tag, a celestial <laughs> yeah. skin tag. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, uh, there are these many realms. There's Earth realm. There's a beautiful realm of hot wizards called Edenia. There's a realm of dinosaur people called Zaterra. There's mm. a realm that's like a Mad Maxi Lord of the Rings kind of like dark fantasy realm called Outworld. And then there is Vaternus, the vampire realm. Oh, wow. They have their own realm. They got a whole dimension that's just vampires. Oh, yeah. So just right. imagine like our entire universe, but just vampires, which I find very fascinating because I looked into it and I was like, what is a Mortal Kombat vampire? A Mortal mm-hmm. Kombat vampire, same as any other vampire. They have to consume the living in order to survive. Hmm. Um, so it does make one wonder in their universe were there other living creatures that were not vampires like did they have to leave vampire planet to go to another planet to solve like a food crisis like what were they eating did they just have like animals like we do were they like raising livestock and they can't eat each and they can't eat each other because vampires are just like an empty vial 
they need to like yeah, refill. They're the... undead, which is not the same as alive. Right. Yeah. So, and so, they're, so they're just alone on a planet, and we don't know if they're the eating. whole universe. Uh, they have the whole yeah, whole universe. I tried to do wow. the research, and I just couldn't find any specific mention of how they eat until a little a little later on in, in kind of the story it was cleared up a little bit but like early history vampire dimension mm. just living on their own being themselves no idea how they were living wow Weird. um so these many realms exist and as life springs up on these realms and the elder gods are up in their you know elder god heaven like clapping their hands and going like mm. they live. are these like um, old men elder god like what's the vi- what's their visual vibe they look like big old force ghosts. They look like okay. if like mm-hmm. a giant was a force ghost. So mm. every once in a while, you see someone go and like speak to the elder gods. Mm-hmm. There've been a few different depictions, but the most common is like they're standing on a platform in like a space heaven type location, mm-hmm. and around them are what look like hologram ghosts of. Gotcha. Really, really, really big people. Men and women. And well, I don't I don't want to assume any of their genders. Alright. Just a bunch of gods. Um, yes, we can be gods. <laughs> yeah. Um just just a bunch of big big gods. Hang big guys, big guys. Big arms, big guys. Thing. I bet they're hot. Yeah. They were all they're definitely there's some hotties, there's some naughties. Um <laughs> and they're all just, you know, hanging out. Mm-hmm. Um, but a problem arises as as they're watching life evolve in these realms. Naturally, as life is wont to do, right. c- conquering begins, Blah. and eventually, oh yeah, and eventually, as life evolved in these realms, some asshole in like you know, the dinosaur realm would be like, "Hey, I just did enough science or magic to find out that there's actually another realm." Uh, vampires over there, so let's go fight them. And mm. yada yada, realms kept battling each other, kept trying to merge with each other because, you know, of course, once someone conquers the universe, they get hungry for more, and they're like, let's double the size of the real estate of this universe. That's let's right. Pull in more, realm. It's, it's the consumerist aspect of all of the yeah. realms. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like a self-fulfilling consumerist prophecy created by the Elder Gods during mm-hmm. their original sin of murdering the one being. Yeah, I was going to say, they really put that up on themselves do they talk about yeah. that i don't know i'm just saying they should maybe think they about that. kind of do in the sense that the problem they foresee is not hey these people aren't doing what we want them to do they're being mean instead of nice mm-hmm. the problem they foresee is oh this is the one being in like a i don't know mind-boggling galactic sense influencing these life forms that are simultaneously living on pieces of the one being and are pieces of the one being Hmm. um, influencing Mm -hmm. them to want to conquer and merge so that the one being would be reformed come together right yeah Mm -hmm. it's like you know it's like saying any conqueror in human history was actually controlled by like cthulhu who wanted to be reassembled i don't know i haven't read those books they're boring but i assume that's more or less how the cthulhu thing works based on half-assed interpretations dragged into other fantasy <laughs> stories in my lifetime. Absolutely. Well, uh, according to my ancestors who, as we know, um, did live in Atlantis, that's what they believed. Yes. So, obviously it's been Great. True. Great. Makes sense. <laughs> my so, brother's going to listen to this and be so sad that you don't know Cthulhu mythology as, be- as good as he does. He's my welcome to write a- me an email. 
great. I'll suggest Listen, it actually. The books yeah. are I, just a little dull, and then I hear they're super <laughs> racist, and it's like, they I are. Just don't, what do I yeah. need to? They're both the of point? those things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd rather play like a board game about Cthulhu. At least it's a good time, right? That's true. That's I true. mean, I don't, but I would do it. Yeah, <laughs> I never have, and I won't. But yeah. if someone made me, I would. So it's possible. Yeah, <laughs> I could see it for myself. <laughs> so. The Elder Gods are like, uh-oh, realms are trying to merge. What do we do? They come up with a phenomenal solution, which is, pff, duh, we make a fighting tournament. From now on, there's a thing called the Mortal Kombat Tournament. If a realm wants to merge with another realm, they have to defeat that realm in 10 fighting tournaments in a row. Boom, mm. done, fixed. Who's ever going to do that? It's going to take too long. No one's going to have the patience. Oh, it'll, wow. It'll make it so that the realms don't merge. It'll be great. Mm-hmm. And obviously, that's not what happens. Yeah. I was going to say, gods really do like to underestimate the people that they're godding over, don't they? Yeah. Do you ever think, like, if if you were to create life, how would you feel about that life? And do you think you would consider them lesser, even if you didn't want to, just because you would always know that you had the power to make and destroy them? Right. Probably. Probably. Although the 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 number of them is interesting, because if I'm a single god and there's other gods, I'm sitting on a throne, you know, with my other, you know, gods hanging out. Mm-hmm. I, I would look at us and be like, well, we're a group. We're not individuals and they're a group and they do outnumber us. I think that would eat at me. I think I would want to kill them all. <laughs> Got it. Yeah. I th- You'd yeah. be like, I need to cover my back. Yeah, absolutely. And not going to let this go. <laughs> apocalypse. These people. Yeah. yeah. Got it. Well, in a sense, they kind of set up, set it up for that to be what would have to happen. Because yeah, well. they're, they're like, if you want to conquer realm, you got to do a whole bunch of murder. <laughs> yeah, um, right. Yeah. So now that we got that like baseline mythology mm-hmm. on your mind. Let's talk a little bit about Natara. So Natara actually was not born in Veternus, the vampire realm. She oh. was born in a realm called Outworld because okay. by the time she was born, her realm had already been conquered, defeated in 10 Mortal Kombat tournaments, Ooh. and merged with Outworld. So, oh, interesting. Hmm. Yeah. So she was born in a time when basically this despot named Shao Kahn, who was a god emperor of Outworld, had mm-hmm. he at this point had conquered many realms. And so Outworld, at the point that uh, Natara was born, Mm -hmm. was like a melting pot in a very dangerous sense of refugees from many realms, Ah. all forced together to live in like not enough land in a world that was volatile and dangerous because it was a clashing of like, there's acid pools here, there's a building jutting through the desert there. You can't buy real estate next to the acid pool. That is just asking for a bad investment return. Oh, yeah. And it was a bad culture clash, too, because you're talking about, like, here's some warlord centaurs, but also some warlord dragon people, and they don't get along. They don't get along. Everyone knows that. Of course. And then Mm -hmm. the vampires are, you know, generally peaceable, but all of a sudden they're stuck between in this this war. And then at the same time, everyone is being conscripted into fighting in more and more Mortal Kombat tournaments and more and more wars uh, alongside Shao Kahn. So okay. it's uh it's a nasty situation that Natara is born into. Mm, a rough um, life, a rough life starting out. Mm. Yeah, it's a hard knock life. It's a real Oliver Twist situation. Mm-hmm. 
And so, so I do have a, a simple question here. So yeah, wait till I ask the question. So so just if so if her you know whole thing was conquered. So every all of those people are forced to live in the other world. Yeah. Wow. Because it's like your your realm is literally like mushed into the other realm. So it's like we're here in Earth realm, right? We're living in in the the city right. of angels, Los mm-hmm. Angeles, California. Mm-hmm. Let's say hypothetically we merged with, um, you know, brain salad, the spaghetti realm. All of a sudden, you'd be going down to, of course, Hollywood and Vine, where we of all course. like to hang out, residents of L.A. Uh-huh. And you'd see, uh, you'd see the famous, you know, Grauman's Theater. All right. of a sudden, there would be a giant meatball like that's grown through the Grauman's, and the street oh would be, you know, noodles kind of interlaced with the pavement, and it's like I it's literally it like a, mm-hmm. a fusion. So this is like a an octuple. I don't know. This is probably like a, a hundred realms at this point fused together. Wow! Wow! Yeah. yeah. It's, okay. It's this is a crazy dangerous place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a hard it's a hard knock life. Um, and so, so Natara, like she grows up among the few vampires that are honestly left. They still have their elders. They still have some mm-hmm. amount of their culture. And presumably at this point, they're subsisting off of the blood of like, you know, the centaurs, the dragons, the, right. the, the neighbors. People. Yeah. The ninjas. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. and, and so, uh, they kind of, she grows up hearing this, this sort of story about like the vampires downfall. And it basically goes like this. Um, in the beginning, they had the vampire realm. They had Veternus, and everything was fine. They lived mm-hmm. a peaceable life. And eventually, they did discover that there were other realms. But instead of trying to merge with them, they created mm-hmm. these magic crystals that they'd wear on, around their neck, like on a necklace. And they'd use the crystals to just jump around between the realms um, to kind of be their, like, hunting grounds. So they'd, like, boop, oh, pop okay. up in the lizard I, realm I, I and, like, think you were gonna slurp, say, slurp, like, slurp, slurp some blood. Right, yeah. right, right. I, I, I did think you were going to say, you know, vacation on other realms. So when you went to, to hunting, yeah, I was no, like, they, that they does probably did that. They probably did that, too. Uh, <laughs> A little more nefarious The highlight is than, that, like, uh... yeah, well, for sure. Natara is interesting in that, like, in my mind, her story is pretty heroic, but she's generally considered aligned with like the dark side in the games, mm. which I I've always found confusing. Yeah, because uh, mm-hmm. she didn't she, choose I to mean, be a vampire. No, she's a survivor. Right. Yeah. She makes some she makes some questionable choices, but she always kind of does right by people. So I don't know. Right. I don't see I don't see why she's considered a bad guy. She's stolen um, a few uh, air conditioning units, and who yeah. among us hasn't? So, couple pints of blood, mm. a little window unit here. It's like whatever. Negligible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so before Natara's time, when Veternus was still Veternus, uh, everyone was hopping around with their little magic uh, dimension crystals. You know, hunting, drinking some blood. Mm-hmm. Um, funnily enough, they do mention, and this is canon, that to their great dismay, they went to Earthrealm and were like, oh, the sun hurts us. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so that's fun. It confirms our vampire lore. So it basically says, like, okay. in Mortal Kombat Earthrealm, there are, there's also, you know, the book Dracula and, like, vampires, but it's because someone want, at one point saw, like, a real dimension vampire. Right. Um, Who was Robert Pattinson? And that's how that all was. ties in. He's yes. from Veternus. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, 
So everything was kind of hunky dory. In fact, it's like canon that the vampires did not have enemies at this point. Mm. Uh, wow, your cat just made a cameo on the yeah, scene. Yeah, I love to see it coming in to say hello. She heard vampire and was like, <laughs> "Hello, <laughs> she, I do eat blood." <laughs> yeah. Uh, what is the cat's name? Uh, Lewis. Fantastic. <laughs> hello, Lewis. Beautiful cat. Oh, uh, <laughs> so. Uh, vampires are living. They're having a nice time. They pop into Earthrealm and they're like, nope. They leave. They're just going around. They're hunting and everything's cool until one day, one of the vampires, whose name is Kahil Grigesh. Oh, wow. Do you, do you ever get yelled at from Super Mortal Kombat fans uh, if you've pronounced something incorrectly? Do yeah, people check I you think, on that? I think once or twice I've been hit on Noob Saibot or Noob Saibot. Mm. Um and I think there's been one or two others I can't remember which I don't think anyone's gonna come after me for Kahil Grigesh because this is a character that as far as I know is briefly mentioned in a description of an item in one of the games that you can use in like a character creator oh wow and yeah and there's a character design that only maybe would have been for this character that Mm. was never actually put into any of the mortal kombat games but at one point tweeted by one of the creators (laughs) oh my god well you were you know i you were not kidding when you were talking about all the storytelling that is involved in the mortal kombat universe no, I really wasn't. Because no. I, will, I will stress that the character I'm talking about today is uh, a, a, a droplet in the great ocean of Mortal Kombat story. She briefly appeared in three games, did almost nothing, and went away. Mm-hmm. But her story is is in and of itself an epic. Wow. Wow. There Pretty cool. Go. Pretty cool. Uh, <laughs> we should make a podcast. <laughs> Someone should do a podcast about this stuff because it's crazy. <laughs> it's out of control. Wow. <laughs> So uh, Kahil Grigesh shows back up to Veternus one day off of like a a typical, you know, interdimensional blood hunt. And he suddenly has this mystical sword called the Datusha. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. And he's like, hey, I found this cool sword in my journeys. Check it out. And all the vampires are like, whoa, Datusha, cool sword, cool name. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, and then Kahil is driven completely insane by the sword because turns out the sword is cursed. Oh, it is dang. cursed. You gotta yeah. check the label before you commit to buying. You know. But yeah, before you pick up a sword, you gotta check the underside and see if there's like perhaps some words scrawled into it. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like when you steal an AC unit, you got to make sure it's A, compatible with right. your uh, outlets, mm-hmm. um, and B, that and, it's going to fit your window. Right. And not cursed. That is the three yeah. things well, you and check not for. Cursed, yeah. So, mm-hmm. you know. Yes. Mm-hmm. A, yeah. The, the outlet, the power source, the dimensions, see if it'll fit in your window, and of course, is it cursed? Mm-hmm. And you it should say right that. on there, on the button. It should say right there, so. It should. Yeah. Uncursed. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> promise not cursed <laughs> from your private university I guess I probably wouldn't trust it if it said like I promise this isn't cursed <laughs> I'd be like well this is for sure cursed for sure I'm not it? It 
So Cahill, he's got the Detusha. He comes back. He's like, check out my cool sword. And everyone's like, cool, that is a cool sword. And then all of a sudden he's like, die! And just starts stabbing these vampires and slaying his brethren left oh. and right. Yeah. No. And it's it's because the specific curse of the sword is that it convinces you that everyone you see is an evil being that needs to be slain. Oh, it basically no. poisons your mind with the plot of the movie Frailty, directed by Bill Paxton. Yes, great, I have great seen movie, great film. Um, yeah, <laughs> it makes you into a frailty zombie. So, wow. yeah, bad. So, so the first thing that happened in the downfall of the vampires, as Natara has always heard it, is that um, this this guy Cahill Gregesh turned on them and slaughtered many of the vampires. Um, only after Vaternus was then when their guard was down and their numbers were dwindling. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically what happened was Shao Kahn from Outworld shows up and is like, I challenge you to Mortal Kombat tournament. And they're like, no, 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 not no, now. No, 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 no. Mm-hmm. Uh, all our buff and guys just got slain. They got slain. They're dead. <laughs> they're dead. Yeah. Our buffest vampires. Our, we're our all nourished because we don't have Pattinson. living people here. How were <laughs> yeah. we alive before? I don't yeah. know. And don't ask about our culture. Yeah. Man, bad timing. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, only after they'd lost like 10 tournaments and Shao Kahn was in the process of just merging the realms and destroying mm-hmm. what was left of Aeternus, did uh, Cahil come to his senses. And so he um, left for the nether realm, which is literally what if hell was a dimension. Um, and when he it. got there, he committed Harakiri. Uh, he killed himself. With the sword, trapping wow. it forever. Yeah, dramatic. Very um, dramatic. Love it. I love. I love that he went out dramatically. He was like, you know what? Started dramatic. That's how I'm gonna end. Yeah, this. started from dramatic. Now we. <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry, I just, I just, uh, my my wife just texted me. Did our dog have her heart medicine yet? And I tried to text her back without looking. And instead of saying nope, I said, he onion. <laughs> <laughs> And you figure I'll that made, out. I'll get made fun of for one. that later. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, <laughs> so Cahil commits suicide with the sword, trapping it forever in the nether realm. Um, and Vaternus falls. It is merged with Outworld. Mm-hmm. And that is the world that Natara was born into. And so that is what the vampire elders have always told her, like, that was what happened, and the mm-hmm. only way to save our people is to unmerge Vaternus from Outworld. Um, oh. That way, the vampires oh. will live in Vaternus one more. You'll finally see your homeland as it's meant oh, to be. You'll finally wow. live in your native soil. Mm-hmm. Dang. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa, so, what an epic story. That's well, not even Natara's story. It's not that's even her the story. Backstory. <laughs> ah! I, well, qu- quick question where yeah. is all this lore located because mm-hmm. the, i mean i you know like i said i see the films and like and i'm picturing the game and yeah. something's not adding up this is a combination of mm-hmm. the little bio card for natara when you're like ah do i want to play as this character and it's like natara is a vampire who wants to unmerge her realm from outworld mm-hmm. it's like all that says Um, then there is a story mode in like the next game after that, where you Mm -hmm. go between a bunch of realms and talk to a bunch of characters. And maybe in that one, Natara 
briefly says like i used to come from the vampire world of eternus and my goal is to unmerge it from our world mm-hmm. um and then the sword stuff again is like it literally couched in like the description of like an item that a different character uses who otherwise wow. is not super connected to vampires or natara <laughs> Wow, wow, and then wow. and then a few other like little things here and there, but it's buried in the games from the very beginning. I have interviewed the co-creator of Mortal Kombat on the show before, wow. and from the very beginning, the goal is for this to be like their Star Wars. He was burying stuff in the first game where he was like, "Oh man, I'll mention this and I'll mention <gasps> that, and like later wow. on, we'll go a little deeper." Yeah, uh-huh. he did it. I'm. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, it's a cinematic universe akin to Star Wars. You're correct. So. If anything, Star Wars, I would say in the latter films, like certainly the prequels mm-hmm. and the sequel trilogy, fairly blatantly ripped off what Mortal Kombat had done up, up to that point. Dang. Well, I cannot wait to... Uh, actually, I, I have a planned uh, rewatch of all the Star Wars coming up uh, mm-hmm. in a couple months. Um, so I'll keep that in the Just back keep of my that mind. In mind. Just, yeah, yeah. yeah. And mm-hmm. check back with me and let me know if you notice where you're like, oh, that's a that's a total that's, Kahil character. That's, oh. Jar Jar, am I getting uh, a little hint of Shao Kahn here? Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> so Natara from like birth is given this like mentality of one of you vampires better figure out how to unmerge these fucking realms like mm-hmm. from the few elders. It's like we are a marginalized race. We used to be great. We used to be mighty. We used to live in in ecstasy life was wonderful and that was all taken from us and we must take it back Mm -hmm. so so natara for many years wanders out world she still has the ability to travel to other realms oh Um, does she have a she still got her little crystal she got a magic crystal that's cool but the thing is like she doesn't want to go live in another realm she wants to save eternus so she's she's bumming around she's going to other realms and what she's looking for specifically Mm -hmm. is something called a portal sphere. It is. This is how it's described in Mortal Kombat. This is the best description <laughs> I got for it. Okay. It is the it is the physical manifestation mm-hmm. of the magic that merges one realm to another. So it's oh. an orb okay. that is that represents the magic holding two realms together, like they turn into an outworld. Right. And if you were to destroy that orb, mm-hmm. you're destroying the magic. So you would, in theory, unmerge the realms. Oh, wow. So this is like a, a roundabout way instead of going through the whole mm-hmm. tournament. I like this. It's giving me Dragon Ball vibes, you know, kind of yeah. like a ancillary It's like task. the exit. Yeah, it's like the, it's like the back door because it doesn't, it doesn't merge the realms. So it's not the same as the mortal. It's like the opposite. of the, It's an un-tournament. Mm-hmm. The thing I'm not super clear on is like when Shao Kahn merges Outworld with another realm, does he get like in the mail like a FedEx package with a portal sphere in it? Yeah. And he's like, uh, I better hide this so no one finds it. Or do they right. like appear on like the seam, like in a Stephen King sort of sense, where it's like that's the seam between worlds and the portal sphere right. goes here. Or um, is it just like appear at random somewhere, and that's the magic of it all, is that he'll never find it? Well Oh that, okay. that seems likeliest, <laughs> I would say. When you consider where we find the portal sphere. Okay, great. So, so it's random. I like it. <laughs> so after years of wandering, mm-hmm. Natara finally finds the portal sphere that connects Veternus to Outworld. Mm-hmm. And she finds it at the bottom of a lava lake inside of a lava shrine 
inside of a volcano in Outworld. Whoa, that's metal. That's fucking metal. It's super metal. And when She's she goes like, in there, a there's vampire. a yeah, there's like a cult mm-hmm. in there too that is is has been using the shrine and built the shrine to worship and protect the last dragon egg. So oh. weirdly, this is a shrine that has nothing to do with Veternus or Outworld, honestly, um, mm-hmm. with a dragon egg in it. And it just happens to be an active volcano. So there's like a huge pit of lava and it mm-hmm. just happens at the portal spheres at the bottom. So I would say either that was hidden with intention or it is like a random. Right. So there is both a dragon egg and separately there is that orb thing in yeah. this volcano. This volcano has got a lot think- going on. <laughs> I think the cult brought the dragon egg, but I think the portal sphere was probably already there. Wow. Well, yeah. I, you know what? I guess there's room for two magical objects in one destination. Yeah. I guess that's the truth. I and mean, I like, need why not? There's so much going on in Mortal Kombat. <laughs> yes. And certainly in Outworld. I mean, come on. That's true. You know, I, I, had, I had forgotten that point, and that's very true. Once you smash yeah. worlds together, it's like, I, you know. Yeah, of course there's going to be two magic MacGuffins in one location. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Naturally, of course. So Natara eyeballs the situation and she's like, oh, look, I'm a vampire and I, I've got a magic amulet, but I, I can't swim to the bottom of a lava lake. My skin will come off and I'll die. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. she's like, I found it. Now I need to find someone who can survive walking to the bottom of a pit of lava and retrieve that sphere for me Mm -hmm. um thankfully she does she she comes across a cyborg ninja assassin amazing amazing yeah wow it's this guy named cyrax Mm -hmm. he used to be just a ninja assassin um, oh what happened in China, uh, for uh-huh. a group called the Lin Kuei, they created something called the Cyber Initiative, where the grandmaster of this ninja assassin clan was like, I want to control my assassins more better. I will make them cyborgs. Mm-hmm. So he made Cyrax a cyborg, yada yada. Cyrax's right. mind was eventually freed, um, and Ooh. he wound up joining the U.S. military uh, Naturally, for, as you course. do after you become a cyborg, you do yeah. join the military. You do, and you do. So he joined the Outer World Investigation Agency, which is a—it's like the CIA mm. for dimensions. So of course he is in Outworld on a clandestine mission um, from essentially the U.S. government. Right. So, yeah, U.S. government <laughs> just getting their fingers in so many different foreign, you oh, know, countries. Yeah. Ugh. I mean, World. quite literally was trying to overthrow, like, the Outworld government and install oh! different leaders. So, like, yeah, okay. I mean, yes. That's our usual. That's our usual, too. Yeah, <laughs> doing our thing. Yeah. Doing our thing. We're doing our fun thing we do. Yeah. Which never came back to bite to us. us in the ass. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Which never came back to bite us in the ass this month. No. Um, so, <laughs> uh, last month, for those of you listening at home. So... <laughs> So Cyrax is, is wandering around here. Natara sees Cyrax. is like, I need that cyborg to go get me that little orb out of the bottom of the lava pit. Mm-hmm. And she's like, but how? I need leverage. I don't think this cyborg is just going to, like, take the time to help me out. Right. So she goes to this um, she goes to this dinosaur ninja she knows. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. This this guy named Reptile. Ah! Oh, you know really? Reptile? Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. I love these people that she's coming across. This is wonderful. Oh, yeah. This is my version of The Hobbit that I would like to see. Yeah, I would I would much rather watch a three-hour, or better yet, nine-hour, three-film <laughs> adaptation of just the Natara saga mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. than any Hobbit trilogy. Sorry, of course, to um, the artisans who create those films, but not as good as Mortal Kombat. So, no. uh, J.R.R. Tolkien, you can... Suck it. <laughs> I mean, to, 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 to have a reptile as your Tom Bombadil is like upgrade immediately. <laughs> Immediate upgrade. You can't, you can't yeah. argue against it. Are you kidding me? This guy spits acid. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and he's totally cucked. So <laughs> she goes to reptile because they they have a bit in common, her and reptile. Reptile, his realm was also merged. The Zaterans. We're also merged with Outworld. He's mm. actually the last of his kind and has been so degraded that he has served Shao Kahn himself gladly for years at this point. And oh. we're at a point in the timeline where Shao Kahn has actually just been assassinated. He's no longer in charge of Outworld. Still, you know, problems are still problems for Natara right. and that Outworld is still dangerous. There's great unrest. All these realms are still merged. Mm-hmm. Um but for Reptile, the problem is that he doesn't know who to serve now, and he doesn't know how to serve himself. He just, like, That's, he's always wow. looking for mm-hmm. a master. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so Natara, kind of being shitty here, takes advantage of this. She goes to Reptile, and she's like, I'll be your master. And Reptile's like, okay. Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. What a, what a simp. <laughs> yeah. Uh, she doms simp. him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, he does. He definitely simps. And he's the OG simp. Um, <laughs> nice. So Natara says, here's what I need you to do, Reptile. I need you to go attack that cyborg, Cyrax. On his wrist, I saw, he has a piece of technology that allows him to open portals to travel between realms. It's his science version of my magic crystal, crystal. Right, right. Yeah. And she's like, Reptile, I need you to go attack him destroy that so that he has no way of leaving Outworld. And Reptile's like, you got it, boss. And so (laughs) he goes, attacks Cyrax, destroys Cyrax's wrist gauntlet thing. Mm -hmm. And then Natara shows up and is like, oh, hey, Cyrax, funny to meet you. What's going on with your wrist? And he's like, oh, it's broken. I can't get home. And she's like, so crazy. Well, I have this magic crystal. I can send you home. But what I need you to do is go to the bottom of that lava lake and get me that portal sphere. Um, And in the most unmortal combat thing that's ever happened in history, Mm -hmm. there's just a fair exchange of goods here. Cyrax is like, okay. He goes to the bottom of the pit. He gets the portal sphere. Natara's like, thanks. She opens up a portal. She sends him back to Earthrealm. That's it. You know, sometimes it's that. Sometimes you don't need to fight, you know, to achieve your ends. Sometimes you can just focus on the mortal part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The mortal. (laughs) And and then save the combat for later. Mm -hmm. But you are, yeah. That's. (laughs) I do. To think that Mortal Kombat really explores the, like, humanity and the the violence we bring upon ourselves. Yeah. You know? I I would argue that Mortal Kombat in that moment proposes an ideal, um, you know, sort of sharing of labor where it is the Mm -hmm. laborers who are in control of the situation 
They right. make a the simps fair, are happy. Simps are happy. <laughs> they agree on a, a fair trade of, uh, you know, favors, and, and everything works out for everyone. Yeah. Everyone is fair. No one cheats. The deadly it, alliance in this instance is, if anything, not deadly at all. It, that's and you know, and I really think the other characters can learn from her. Here I am. Mm-hmm. I'm. I've decided she's my favorite character now. <laughs> Honestly, she's up there for me. I'm a. I'm a big Natara stan. Great. And I hear that she's in the new movie, so <gasps> wow. that's exciting. I'm curious to see how that will be portrayed, since she's like a full-on vampire with big old bat wings. Wow! Hot lady bod. Um, hot lady bod. And yeah. I want to say an eye patch. I could be misremembering. Wow, that's cool. And I'm I'm th- I'm closing my eyes and thinking of like a bayonetta type character. Mm, mm-hmm. Thicker. Ah, yeah. All right. Yeah. Speaking my language. Yeah. Wonderful. As I was talking about the fact that I was doing an Natara episode with the Patreon subscribers in our Discord channel, mm-hmm. and when a picture of Natara was shared, everyone was just like. She is a massive pelvis. My God. <laughs> yeah. All for better for making... Can vampires reproduce if they're They not? must. They Natara's, must. She's from a later, a latter generation of vamps. So That's true. I guess they're boning and making other vamps. I mean, if you, you look at the... If you look at Breaking Dawn... Um, the vampires make a baby, mm-hmm. right? Don't they? Isn't there a whole they thing do. where they have to like claw through the placenta and it's like they hard do. as amber, and then they yeah. get the baby out? I've only heard this like eighth hand, but um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that I I'm surprised because that's pretty accurate <laughs> to exactly what it is. So well, I spent a lot of time hoping it wasn't. So that's disappointing <laughs> to hear. Sorry to bring you the news that it's pretty got spot it. on. Got it, got it, got it. Oh, all right. <laughs> um. Well, here's a big moment. In Natara's life, right? She has the portal sphere in her hands. Mm-hmm. She lifts it over her head. She gets ready to fully, like, punt it and just destroy this thing. Mm-hmm. And she does. She does it. She smashes what? the portal sphere. Natara wow. blacks out. And she wakes up in Veturnus for oh, the really? first time ever. She's in her homeland. She does wow. it. I'm, I'm actually so shocked. Yeah, me she too. must be on to something because she she really gets things done in a way that like that doesn't even sound familiar in any video game lore that I I'd, have ever. Come I'll in tell you, with. there there are multiple <laughs> things about this story that are very non Mortal Kombat. Like first off, <laughs> no one makes a deal with anyone in Mortal Kombat and doesn't go back on it or betray someone in some way. Literally, it happens eighty times in everyone else's story, not in Natara's. Wow. Um, mm. To be fair, she did like manipulate two people to get there, but she, everyone was in a sense a winner in this right. instance. Right. Um, yeah, and and also like when people think they're gonna do something for mm-hmm. a matter of personal pride, they are always foisted upon their own petard. Like that's right. it's oh, that always happens in Mortal Kombat. They they die mm-hmm. uh, full full out or just they like lose limbs or they're uh, forced to watch someone they love die like. Very right. rare that someone's like, I'm going to do this, and then they just do it, and, and they win. Wow. Wow. Which, Let's have which that is probably energy why... for... Well, go on. <laughs> oh, no, I was gonna say, that's, that's, that's the energy I want for 2021. <laughs> Not that we'll get it, but that is what I want. Me too. We should just, we should just have some wins. We deserve them. Yes, we deserve it. 
some some well, easy interactions that would actually be great <laughs> i'll take that too yeah just some like easy breezy hangouts where someone's like could i have this someone's like yeah sure could i get this They're like mm-hmm. and then that just happens like, yeah would be nice Can i get some water yes here you go yeah. thank you a plus I'll, ta- I'll take a single fair transaction in 2021 <laughs> yeah. yeah oh my god i'll be good i'll be good to go i'll be good to go oh man um well this being mortal Kombat. Mm-hmm. While Natara did successfully wake up in Veternus and feel the soft vampire soil between her toes for the first time ever, <laughs> mm-hmm. it was not without some amount of cost. Right. For a time, Natara is living peacefully in Veternus. She's happy. She's finally wow. she's feeling a sense of, of inner peace. She's like, I don't even right. I don't even want for anything. Yeah, and I'm just that's a vampire. <gasps> she's oh. just vamping out. She's just vibing she's out. out. Yeah, she maybe you a know. little Castlevania castle. Yeah, she, no one's taking AC units. Everyone's got what they deserve. Life is fair. Mm-hmm. Oh no! But how does it end? That's when a familiar object returns to the vampire realm. <gasps> a little something called Detusha, the mystical sword. That oh, makes no! people want to slay evil stuff. No! So a demon from the nether realm. Because remember, in Mortal Kombat, it's not just hell. It's an entire dimension. So there's just like, you know, right. there's just like, you know, we got humans on Earth. They got demons in the nether realm. Mm-hmm. A demon named Ashra arrives in Veternus with mm. Datusha. She found it in the nether realm after uh, Kahil Gregesh killed himself with it. You're doing so great with all these names. I Thanks. am thoroughly impressed. <laughs> I'm fairly confident I'm the first person to ever say Kahil Grigesh out loud at all. Wow! Yeah. Oh, <laughs> history. Mm-hmm. Amazing. History being so, made right here. Issue, I, so he just, well, I'm sure you're about to get to this, but is, is there a nefarious reason why he would just bring this sword to this realm? I feel so, like she was living such a great life, and suddenly... It's, um... I think it's just a matter of bad timing. Ashra, hmm. um... Ashra, who is, is a, a lady demon, she's she got an interesting look. She looks like... She looks like a girl Raiden. Um, I'm sure you're familiar with Raiden. He's got the big hat, and he's mm. the thunder mm-hmm. guy. Yeah. yeah. She wears yeah. all She wears all white. She has a big, round hat. She mm-hmm. looks like the opposite of a demon, as we know demons to hmm. be um but as far as i know there's not like a reason <laughs> so, <laughs> it's not like a reason no. <laughs> no reason really just yeah i mean know. when i get to the ashra episode i'll, I'll figure it out maybe or i won't okay. um figure if you but, ever figure it out please let me know because yeah i i just i feel bad for our main girl that she now has to deal with this yeah, I she mean, like, the, the long and short of it is it's just, like, cruel poetic justice. And that the last time Veternus was an independent realm, um, Kahil Grigesh took the Datusha to the nether realm to hide mm. it there to protect mm-hmm. the vampires. And now, as soon as Veternus is its own realm again, a <sighs> demon in the nether realm was like, hey, what's this? And picked up the sword <laughs> and immediately was, of course, possessed with, like, I must destroy all evil. I must vanquish. I must slay. Right, right. So, mm. yeah. So, yeah. Uh, Ashra shows up to Veternus with the Datusha and just starts slaughtering vampires. That's why right. you gotta read your sword closely to just to 
read the fine print. If you, if any, if the listeners take anything from this, it, it's please le- uh, read the objects that you find on the ground before Literally you take them. Begging you, begging to read. <laughs> I'm begging, read, please, anything. Just read, please. Just, read. Just look at some words once a day. And just look for the word curse and just stay away from it if you can. <laughs> please. Unless it's like your th- I don't want to kink shame anyone who's got like a curse thing, but That's true. That that's the exception. But also, even in that case, be careful, you know. Sex magic yeah. is real and, you know, you could be opening realms that that you're not even privy to. So, mm-hmm. I will Yeah, say you that. don't know what you're doing. You don't want to wind up in like a hellraiser situation where pain is pleasure Ooh. and pleasure is pain. Again, unless I don't want to kink shame anyone, that is specifically <laughs> Your thing is opening right. a, a hell dimension mm-hmm. um, with, a with, tiny box. with exquisite pain using using a tiny box. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, please, yeah, feel free to do that if that's your thing. But if it's mm-hmm. not, please read. Proceed. So, Absolutely. <laughs> so, oh. Natara is like, "Fuck, fuck! What do I do? I just freed all the vampires. Now they're all getting slaughtered. Um, I have to stop Ashra. She tries to fight Ashra." But the sword is just too powerful. Natara can't do it. Um, she isn't killed, but she barely escapes with her life. It seems like all is lost, and the liberation of Aeternus was for nothing. Oh. Until <gasps> Natara oh. hears a little prophecy. Oh. So, and probably hears this from the surviving vampire elders, I'm going to guess. Um, mm. The prophecy that she hears is an ancient pyramid... Um, will rise in the realm of Edenia. When it does rise in the realm of Edenia, an elemental named Blaze, literally a dude made of fire, will appear at the top of this pyramid, mm-hmm. and uh, a great war between the forces of light and the forces of darkness will occur at the base of this pyramid among the most powerful warriors in the universe. Mm-hmm. But only one will make it to the top, only one will defeat Blaze, and whoever does will attain the power of the one being themselves and thus have the ability to make or unmake the realms by their will. So Natara hears... Yeah, it's like... That's That's a a very specific uh, prophecy. I feel like prophecies, by and large, are are much vaguer. Um, So I guess I'm I'm glad for the clarification of exactly what's going on. We're getting to the other kind of prophecy in, a, in a, just a second. This is a very <laughs> okay, big one great. coming up. Great. This one, this one was a very convoluted scheme, really, mm. by two gods a long time ago whose realm had been conquered by Shao Kahn. Mm-hmm. And they were like, oh, we need to put in a safeguard because like, uh, it looks like inevitably someone's going to conquer all the realms one day. So like, let's put in a safeguard where someone else can at least take on the one being's power. Right. Um, and it was a whole scheme hmm. that involved like putting the one being into their sons and like cryogenically freezing them. But that's like just a whole story that has nothing to do with Natara. So. Right, right, right. The it, standard it story. It don't matter. Of- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, classic mono myth where you put <laughs> the one being in your cryogenically frozen large adult sons. Mm-hmm. Um, Who among us doesn't have a cryo frozen son ready to take over? Indeed. <laughs> indeed. Mine's in my cat. Yeah. Uh, so Natara hears a story right around the time that that pyramid like fully rises in Adenia. It's like, boom, right on cue. And of course, Natara is like, this is an opportunity to restore and forever protect 
the entire vampire race. Right. I'm She's like, going. I did all this work. I don't want to have to do it again. So, yeah. yeah. So Natara shows up. She goes to the battle at the base of this pyramid. Mm-hmm. And I will say, I have issues with this. She fights mm. canonically on the side of the forces of darkness. I disagree. Natara's mm. a good guy. She should be on the forces of light. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's not her. Cho- it, it seems like the Mortal Kombat universe it casts her as a villain simply because of her vampirism, when really yeah. she didn't choose that life. She that is her culture. So you know, feels a little I, I agree. shaky. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like she's kind of painted as like a, a manipulative hot lady. Um, but right. if you actually dig into the details of her story. She is a rich and defined character who's driven by this, uh, the mistakes, honestly, of her ancestors mm-hmm. and to fix those mistakes. And it kind of like derails her whole life and makes it all about uh, attaining something that is like sand running through your fingers. It's, it's, oh, you, can't, you can't hold on to Veternus. It's not, right. you can't put things back to the way they were before, especially if it's not even your life. You never were on Veternus. Right. That, yeah, she wasn't even born there. It wasn't there. your world. That- Wow. It's very poetic. Very, very Shakespearean. It is. And again, mm-hmm. this could not be a more minor character in the world. Of <laughs> <laughs> I need to impress upon you how minor this mm-hmm. character is. Yeah, no, my notes are about Amazing. a third of as long as they usually are for, wow. for the character. Just to give you an idea of how wow. deep this rabbit hole goes. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Um, mm. So, Nutara's story pretty much comes to a conclusion at this battle mm-hmm. in that she fully dies almost instantly. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, girl, girl power. Uh, look, girl power is having the ability to die just as quickly as any man at this battle. Yes, yes it is. And she did. She did mm-hmm. die really, really <laughs> fast. Um, you know, here's the thing. She wasn't one of the major players in the world of Mortal Kombat. She wasn't mm-hmm. one of the most powerful warriors in the world of Mortal Kombat, but right. she felt she had a duty to show up there yeah. and try to bring the vampires back, not even at the cost of other realms. When the vampires lived on their own, they didn't mm-hmm. have enemies. They were just being vampires. Yeah, I feel so bad for them, even though we're not, we're, you know, how they ate was a little shaky, but besides that, I feel very bad for their, their lost realm they seemed yeah. they seemed like they're you know the happy in the before times but alas I'm willing like you said to, yeah, i'm willing to give him like the little shop of horrors mindset of like i guarantee you there were at least a hundred people that deserved to get eaten by vampires in every mm. realm in our realm there's our, bare I mean, minimum <laughs> a thousand yes. people right now who deserve to be eaten by a vampire and, and i could probably they're currently on the fbi list being arrested <laughs> yeah they are right now on a no-fly list <laughs> yeah. as of as of weeks ago as of last week uh, yeah. at the time of this recording so yeah i Natara is a good guy she should have been the forces of light but there's nothing yeah. i could do to change that now she's dead mm-hmm. Um, wow. I will say a very small coda to mm-hmm. Natara's story. Um, it, so in terms of loose prophecies, the mm-hmm. person who did make it to the top of that pyramid, unfortunately, was Shao Kahn himself, the biggest wow! bad guy in Mortal Kombat. He slaughtered Blaze. He was beginning to consume the power of the one being. And in a last gasp, his longtime rival, 
the god mm-hmm. Raiden, whose job has been to protect Earthrealm and its warriors, um, sends a message back in time to his younger self to try to stop these events from playing out. But the oh. message, yeah, <laughs> time travel. Sure, that's here too. Um, but the message that he sends is simply, "He must win," which is so vague that it creates a kind of disastrous timeline. <laughs> Where Raiden just like trips over his own dick, like constantly, um, it winds up killing most of his friends. Oh my God. uh, At the end of the day, things worked out really well, but not before things got way, way worse. (sighs) But in this timeline, we Mm -hmm. don't really know what exactly was going on with Antara, except for one single detail. Mm Mm-hmm. Which is that she fucked a cowboy named Aaron Black, who was yes, the- <laughs> yes, she did. <laughs> who was a uh, he was a cowboy from Texas, who somehow found out about other realms and mm-hmm. basically became like a rootin' tootin' like Wild West gunslinging hitman, <laughs> who like worked for Shao Kahn and any other bad guy, uh-huh. um, who just like wanted to hire a merc, and um. Yeah, all literally the only mention of Natara in this timeline is that in one of his like intro in the new Mortal Kombat game, like when you pick a character, when you start a fight, mm-hmm. the characters say something specific to each other based on which warriors you chose. And right. if you pick Scarlet, who is a blood magic person, and mm-hmm. Aaron Black, the cowboy guy, Aaron Black's intro is like, "Before I like f- stepped out with you, I stepped out with Natara." It's like all he says, and then she, and then the blood magic person's like, "You have a type." Like, you have a type. Like, oh my god, I love that for her though. I yeah. love that. Mm-hmm. That Got some cowboy happened. dick. Yeah, I I love it. I I'm I'm leaving in peace knowing that she had that. Um, even if she died, did die a bloody death mm-hmm. in in one. Realm. In this timeline, in, presumably in she time. didn't. And um, I will say, at the end of the most recent game, that timeline was also erased. (laughs) (laughs) Well. But the person in charge of creating a new, new timeline Mm -hmm. is, like, the goodest good boy of all. So I am hoping that he will see things the way I do, you know? Put them together. (laughs) Grant grant Natara a happy life and a peaceful life. Yeah. Man, if her uh, having sex with that cowboy is not in this upcoming movie, then mm-hmm. I I need Mortal Kombat movies until we get to like these type stories. Yeah, I mean, ditto. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I, I don't know. My guess is a bad guy is going to show up in this new Mortal Kombat movie and be like, "These are my henchmen," and Natara will silently stand behind him and be like, "It's true. I yeah, me mm-hmm. I'm me bad also." Me bad, hot girl. Yeah. Sexy vampire. Me bad, yeah. big vampire. Yeah. <laughs> Me bad. <laughs> and you know what? I'd be happy with that too, actually, if I'm being sure. quite honest. Yeah. Um, you know, it's like a win-win, I guess. Just simply by virtue of having Natara. Again, mm-hmm. I don't. I can't remember if this has been confirmed, but I'm fairly certain she made the cut. Which is interesting because I think it's a reboot. So... Natara didn't show up until the fifth game in the like main storyline, mm-hmm. so it's interesting that they're pulling her up of all people. That but is interesting. Are. So, mm-hmm. 
it, not to keep talking about this new movie, but so it, the, is the new movie at all connected to the first two Mortal Kombat movies? No. Okay, great. Yeah, okay. it's it, it's a James Wan produced. Okay. Um, okay. Reboot that's like hard R. The it's the gory Mortal Kombat what? movie. What? Yeah. Uh, I I am just shocked that I I missed all of these juicy juicy details. Pretty juicy. Wow. I mean, by the time by the time this podcast drops, I believe the mm-hmm. trailer will be out. So we'll see. Wow. We'll see. We'll see what it looks like. We'll see combat heads. Is that what you call yourself? It is. <laughs> is it really? Well, I mean, I combat like heads, it. podcast heads. Yeah, it's, okay. it's all it's all interchangeable. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. Any any final thoughts on the saga of Natara and the Mortal Kombat universe? Man, you know, I I I really just want to say I am actually very surprised with the level of detail. I I I yeah. I want to impress upon you how impressed I am with the work that went behind this game. I really, my favorite fighting game for a long time has been Soul Calibur. That was the one game oh, that like love it, love Soul Calibur. So that mm-hmm. that you know, but I really don't think that they can hold a candle to what no. Mortal Kombat has to offer. No, I mean on the other side of it, Mortal Kombat you can't make Spawn fight Yoda. Um, yeah. That's true. But mm-hmm. you can make Spawn fight a bunch of other people because they did recently add Spawn to oh! the new Mortal Kombat game. So. <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah, you can make Spawn fight Rambo. That's awesome. Yeah. You know what? Maybe I do like fighting games. Maybe I'm just discovering a new, <laughs> yeah, a new side of my I, gaming. <laughs> I legit will say, if you like Soul Calibur, you should play the new Mortal Kombat game. Because their story mode, they've got it down to a science. It's now a soap opera that you play through <gasps> where every once in a while you stop and make the two people fight. Okay. But it is All it right. is fully like watching a, you know, whatever, probably 10, eight hour, maybe long soap opera installment of on the next episode of Mortal Kombat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. You really just sold it to me because, yeah, I mean, that's. Uh, life simulators and also dating games are also my there's a <laughs> my lot niche. of kissing and a lot <gasps> of a lot in the new Mortal Kombat game there's no less than two relationships that just cannot be despite the star-crossed uh, lovers involved oh wait uh, there's more there's at least three are there even more than that wow no, I think there's three what? you got you got broken marriage that could come back together um, oh, these are all the things you, I love. Oh yeah, you've got a uh, general who wants to be with the person they love, who's <gasps> who's returned from their tragic death, but they have to protect their their people. And who what will oh. they choose? You've got a chosen warrior who forever is separate from their star-crossed lover. Um, but will they have the chance to spend eternity together only if they can pull off the impossible it's all all in there it's all there oh Um, man you you must play Mortal Kombat 11 I'm pretty sure it's like $10 right now so okay I'm absolutely full (laughs) that was the final click hit $10 done (laughs) fuck yeah good I'm glad I'm really I feel proud of myself that uh, I got you there today great you should and I'm genuinely very excited to play (laughs) Hell yeah. Well, that brings us to the very last segment of the show, Maggie. And it's called Choose Your Destiny. 
And it's a segment in which I ask you, now that you know about the many realms and races and creatures and factions that consist of the Mortal Kombat universe, mm-hmm. Maggie, if you were to create a fighter, if you were to exist in the world of Mortal Kombat, who would mm-hmm. you be? What would you be? You know, what would you be up to? Who, who is Maggie Mae Fish in the world of Mortal Kombat? Right. Great question. You know, I I like to think of myself as just starting on Earth very clueless because I myself came into this podcast fair, you know, fairly clueless about the you know the depths of the lore. Um, but I like to think that uh, she found one of those little crystal necklaces, had no idea what it was. You know, thought found it like at a garage sale. And was mm-hmm. like, this is green. It matches my dress. I guess I'll get it. It's on sale. Um, and then, lo and behold, uh, discovers all these different universes. Um, I like to think that she's still a human, falls in love with someone immortal. And so then has yeah. to go on a quest to, like, you know, become immortal. Um, and then mm. develops uh, a thirst for blood, hence entering the combat for mortality. Thirst, uh, like a literal thirst for blood, or I guess like looking at like a fork of the road, this Mm -hmm. is like a a human who buys a crystal at a garage sale, is introduced to the deeper world of realms and dimensions. If we're talking immortal, probably meets a a god, which in Mortal Kombat is more like a demigod, Um, Mm -hmm. falls in love, wants to be with that person, doesn't want to die. So at that point, it's like in researching immortality, do they Mm -hmm. develop a literal lust for blood in order to survive or is it more like in entering this world of combat and war she gets really into like well i like that stuff yeah i i I think i like to think that she starts out you know thinking that it's a necessity um and then slowly just realizes like i just i really like taking lives from others um she she grows into it does that supersede the initial path? Like, is it that more than the romance is the important thing in her life? I think so, yeah. Um, wow. And you, quite honestly, I don't know if they end up together because does her thirst for blood become the love of her life? Mm. Maybe. Does she, love, does she love her job or does she love her partner? Right. She has Probably to, her Of job. course she has to choose. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow, and I, then... I, she, she's a she's a, a career boss. Uh, she she's a, a bo- oh, boss girl, girl she's boss. A, she's a girl boss. In like that it. she likes to kill people for power. Yeah. I like that arc, and maybe she started mm-hmm. off as like someone's like you know meek assistant who you know yeah. didn't, but by the end is like I will end you to like her own assistant. She becomes a monster. Yeah, um, yeah. She's like, did you book a meeting humanity. for me on Shang Tsung's <laughs> island at the Mortal Kombat tournament? Just, uh, uh. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. Shoe. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's a terrific answer. What's your fatality? What's your move when you finally kill someone at the end of a fight? Oh, you know what? I uh, I have always been terrified of nail filers. Okay. So I think she would just get really close to someone's face and with a, a very sharp nail filer, just mm. file you down to nothing. Horrific. <laughs> Horrific. Yeah. That does sound pretty disgusting. Yeah, that's bad. It'll probably take a it. while. That's bad. Honestly, it's very. It is very Mortal Kombat. You'll be shocked <laughs> by the things you will see in Mortal Kombat 11 when you when you play it. <laughs> yeah, shaving someone's face down happens more than once. I'm pretty sure. All right. Okay. Great. Yeah. I, here, I thought I was, you know, 
shooting outside of the three point line, but no, nah, slam that's dunk. a six pointer. Yeah, a six point right. dunk. <laughs> great, great. <laughs> uh, Maggie, terrific having you on the show. You're a wonderful guest. This was uh, so fun. I feel oh, yeah. I I feel really connected to this character that you picked. I feel like you did a fantastic job. So that's thank what you I want to hear. Her story. Oh, Absolutely. <laughs> uh, if people want more Maggie Mae Fish in their lives, which of course they will, where can they find it? Of course. Uh, well, uh, you can speak to my publicist Jade, um, who is always mm-hmm. online. You know, just just telling people about me and hyping me up. Um, yeah, should we just hype Jade? <laughs> I wish I could remember Jade's like Instagram uh, name right now. Um, man. Yeah, I'll put it in the I'll put it in the like about for this episode to make Great. sure that people can find it. Yeah. Absolutely. I feel like we should give her full credit for, you know, being be my hype woman on this. Oh, 100%. Um, yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah, so you can find Jade and I both on uh, Twitter. It's uh, just my name on Twitter. Um, and also on YouTube, you can find my video essays. To be clear, it's name. at Maggie Mae Fish, not at just my name. Correct. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm saying just my name in an offhand way as another mm-hmm. way to say Maggie yeah. Mae Fish. <laughs> I believe Jade's Instagram is Jade Sketches, but I'll double oh, check. Great. I'll double great. check. <laughs> come, come, cool. come! Find us. Come yeah. hang out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you'll find uh, me liking Ben's tweets quite often. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Hey, and likewise, you'll find yeah. me liking Maggie's, and yeah. then occasionally <laughs> us DMing each other uh, to probably just like do a compliment or talk shit about someone, one or the other. I can't remember if we talk shit. The DMs we probably have. I feel like it's a it's a fine balancing act, you know. Yeah. That's. Well, that's what we'll it means to be we'll... mutual. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we have mutual enemies and um, yeah. and accomplices. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, mutual deadly. It's a deadly alliance, if you will. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Find well, us uh, stealing. <laughs> stealing. <laughs> just stealing in general. LA. <laughs> mm-hmm. Stealing in general. It's a hot commodity. You know, like it's pretty hot here. Uh, it, it was does. pretty hot today. It's the winter, it's and yet it was today. eighty-three for no reason. Why not? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, Maggie, thank you so much for coming on the show. Listeners, as always, thank you for listening. And as always, finish him.